we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. WPRFM HD1 New York and iHeartRadio Station. 50% righteousness. Yo, Angela Yee, I love you. 50% righteousness. This is becoming the most prominent form for him. Wake your ass up. It's early in the morning, but they told me it was y'all. I said, oh, hell yeah, I'm getting up. The world's most dangerous morning show. Your people's choice. Angela Yee. I'm a sweetheart, but I'll cut you. Charlemagne the God. Prince of Prince people. I can't believe you guys are the best, kid. Collectively known as Breakfast Club, bitches. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Yes, it's Friday. Oh, man, we made it to the end of the week, man. Weekend is here. Even though it sucks to be in New York, New Jersey. Salute to everybody that listens to us all around the country. Uh, I told y'all I was in Orlando all last week wearing short pants and white t-shirts. 
You know what I mean? Now we up here with hoodies on and sweatshirts and jackets. The hell is happening? Who says short pants? Isn't it just shorts? I'm, I wear short pants. <laughs> what the hell is short I'm pants? I'm from South Carolina, okay? We wear short pants. What the hell? You just got What the hell you mean with short pants? Short pants, nigga. It's pants that are short. Nobody says short pants. Well, you just say shorts. They short pants in my book, okay? I've been calling them short pants my whole life. That's like I saying, ain't going to stop calling them short pants now. That's like saying All a right? short long sleeve. Like, what? That's just shorts. It's short sleeves. Short sleeve shirts. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know what? Short pants. All, all right. right. All right. But <laughs> okay. Really? Long story short, pants. I was wearing them last week. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm glad you <laughs> okay. were pants. And now we back in the cold. Oh, it don't feel goodness. like winter to you? It does. Come on, man. They're saying on the East Coast, those 70 degrees uh, the weekend. Come so on, man. Tomorrow, Sunday is going to be in the 70s. So just, when, just when your testicles start hanging, they go right back up close to your body. You know oh. what I mean? I got time for that. I'm old. All right. I like well. mine to hang. Well, good morning. You see where this show starting this morning? Angelie's <laughs> <laughs> out. He's starting talking about testicles. Oh, you're not here today? No, he's not here today. Oh, okay. We got an iconic show for you this morning. <laughs> it's an iconic. All right, That's drop right. on the clues bombs for the show that we have planned for you today. Yes. We have two very special guests. Yes. Uh, uh, she has a show on Showtime mm-hmm. that premieres this weekend. It's called Z-Way. Z-Way is absolutely out of her damn mind. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I call her a whole fool market. Uh, if you've never w- watched her show, you are clearly missing out. And she will be joining us uh, this morning. Yes, yeah, she will be joining us this morning. And also the icon, the legend. Come on now. Viola Davis will be joining us this morning. Let me tell you something. Her book, Finding Me, which I have in my book bag right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've read it. I've, I've listened to it. I actually enjoy listening to it more because she narrates it herself. Yes. This is absolutely positively one of the best books I've read this year. Really? Oh, man. Mm. But it, it, it's very triggering. Though. Very open. Very triggering. Very you, transparent. Uh, you grew up a certain way if you had to deal with a lot of certain issues, but uh, we'll talk about it. Okay. And I think her book is going to really help people in their healing process because it really is an exploration of her her inner child. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. We got front page news. Uh, Canada is going to lift restrictions on gay men. Donating blood. Oh, see, you kind of just left me with the dot, dot, dot. I just wanted to know what the restrictions on gay men were. What they're restricting gay men from doing. Huh? We'll talk about it. No backdoor access? We'll talk. I need to know. I knew you was going to like that story. I'm just saying, you could have left that, that dot, dot, dot. I picked that story You gave you. it away. I don't even ah, guess. Man. Like, come on, man. Damn it, man. That ain't even as exciting as I thought it was going to be. All right. Well, let's get to some new music. Future's album is out today. This is all Future's oh. album. It's called Wait For You. Okay. And this is Future featuring Drake. It's I ain't heard nothing club. from Future album. Let me hear it. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. That was Future Drake off of Future's album. His album's out today. It's called Wait for You. The album's called I Never Liked You, right? Yes. All right. Well, let's get in some front page news. What the we got? NBA 76ers beat the Raptors 132 97. They advanced to the next series. Mm-hmm. The Suns beat the Pelicans 115 uh, to 109. Chris was, Paul had a perfect game 14 for 14. He scored thir- 33 points. I watched that game. That was a phenomenal game. Great game. And Chris Paul did not miss a shot. They said that was the second. Let me see. The second time that's happened. Yep. With, since with Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain, yep. yep. And the Mavs beat the Jazz 98 96. Yesterday was also the NFL draft. Uh, do you know who the uh, who your team picked up? I have no idea. I was watching basketball last night. Okay. I mean, it don't matter, you know what I'm saying? Because we're going to the Super Bowl. So as long as we picked up oh, some boy. offensive linemen, did we pick up some offensive linemen? I don't know who we did. As long as we did some, you know, picked up some offensive linemen, um, we're gonna be fine. First pick, Dallas Cowboys. The, first pick went to the Jaguars. They picked up Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Mm-hmm. So. 
All right. Now, one ticket, one person won $473.1 million. That was the Powerball jackpot. And that ticket was sold in Arizona. Mm. So if you got family in Arizona, you live in Arizona, give them a call right now. The winning numbers were 1136, 61, 62, 68, and the Powerball number was four. Salute to that person, man. And I hope that uh, Arizona has that thing where you can remain anonymous because don't nobody like rich people. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> right? Be stupid. You know, it's, it's a fact. So let's remain anonymous, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, health in Canada. They're saying Canada lift restrictions on gay men donating blood. Now, the Prime Minister of Canada said this is good news for all Canadians, but had taken too long. They've been trying to lift the ban for the last 10 to 15 years and been having problems. So after research, they said there is no difference, of course. Duh. So they are uh, lifting the ban on uh, gay men I didn't donating even know blood. That, I didn't know that they had a restriction on gay men donating blood. Yeah. Now, this is what I, I don't understand. Uh, FDA announces a proposed ban to ban flavored cigarettes and blunt wraps. What is the difference between flavored and regular? Is it is it worse? Because it, it's bad anyway. Don't ask me because I don't smoke either. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. What I, are they banning them for? What's the reason? They say it's the combination of the tobacco and like uh, the artificial flavoring that they use that make it more dangerous? Make it more dangerous than what it does already? It already causes asking, cancer and all know. that other stuff. I don't know, but they said they are banning need- it. Oh, we need to lift the ban off putting sweet stuff in your mouth. Okay? <laughs> All right. That's what we need to do. Since Canada's, since Canada's lifting bans on gay stuff, we need to lift bans on gay stuff. You should be allowed to put anything sweet in your mouth that you want to. All right. And lastly, this is crazy. A Florida sheriff was forced to make a heartbreaking arrest while hunting local meth suppliers. His own daughter. He had to arrest his own daughter. She was a meth supplier, and he had to arrest her in a sting. She was a mother of three. Uh, she was delivering a large quantity of meth, he said. She was arrested last week for trafficking uh, and possessing cocaine. Drop on the clues, monster, that police officer for doing his damn job. All right. He said, I felt terrible about it, but I also knew that the quantity of drugs she was selling was unbelievable and that she had to be stopped. That's right. You are here to protect and to serve, sir. And that woman is a threat to our community. They said, okay? they said did it feel good? He said, no, it didn't feel good, but it had to be done. Clean up these streets, starting with your own home. That's what I'm talking about. You know how they say if you want to really make a change, you got to start in your own home? That man is starting in his own home. Dropping a clues bomb for that police officer. Okay? You're going to jail. Guess what? Because I don't... As soon as you said meth, I knew what Rachel was. (laughs) Okay? As soon as you said meth, I knew the caucasity of that situation. You're not going to give your daughter a heads up, though? Like, look. No. Because you know why? Because you're messing up the family business. You know I'm a police officer. Look. Okay? You got to get out of Dodge for the next couple of days. Just trust me. Nope. Don't ask any questions. Nope. Go to to Disney. (laughs) Nope. You're going to jail. Because you know what happens in a situation like that? Uh, He's jeopardizing not only his livelihood, he's jeopardizing his freedom. Because if they find out he was helping her in any way, shape, or form or giving her any type of heads up, he's going to end up going to jail. You don't think he beat that in court? That's his daughter. I, don't, I mean, listen, man. White people can do a lot of different things. So you tell me, do I think he beat that in court? Sure he could with the right attorney. But I respect the fact he did the right thing. All right? You going to jail, man. You going to jail. Right? You going to jail, little going girl. To jail. And I always told you if you didn't act right, you was going to end up here. Okay? Didn't I tell you if you didn't act right, you was going to end up here? Goodness now look gracious. at you. That would, okay. be a, that would be a good conversation if you had some open breaks. Would you arrest your daughter and send her to jail? Hey. I would give her a little heads up. It just depends. I'm not mad at him for what he did. I, can't, I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would personally do Jeez. in that situation, but I'm not mad at him for doing his job. All right. Well, that, is, whole, that, that lets me know he's an honest police officer. That is true.
You lock your own daughter up. <laughs> she she going to lock up anybody. That's what I'm saying. Jeez. He ain't taking no money on the side. He ain't nope. No, what? Nope. All right. Well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. 800-585-1051. It's Friday, damn it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is DJ Katie from Fort Lauderdale. What's up, brother? Get it What's off up, your DJ chest. What's up, DJ Katie? What's going on, DJ Henry? Shout out to God. DJ Henry, I, how do you do not know what short pants is? Tell them again. We don't say short pants. We just say shorts. That ain't true. Man, listen, listen. They say short pants, long pants, short sleeve shirts, long sleeve shirts. Like, how you don't know that? That's right. Talk to him, King. Where you from? I'm from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Maybe it's a South thing. Maybe that's just something we say down South. Man, I don't know. Even if you go in the in, if you go in the stores, they got short pants and shorts and stuff like that. Enough. That's so, what I know, thought. So you know, J C Penney's things like that. So you know, DJ Evans, man. You know, you shrug up north. You got to get down south too, man. Right, That's bro. right. I got to give myself some short pants then. Thank you, brother. All right. You have a good weekend. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Tay-Tay from Greenville. Hey, Tay-Tay from Greenville. Tay-Tay, what's happening? Get it off hey. your chest. I want to say thank you, DJ Envy, for that book. Me and my fiance was reading it, and it's helping us a lot. We're getting married next Saturday, and I want to say you and your wife made a great book. And due to the pandemic, push back our uh, honeymoon but you know this has been a great read for us and I just want to say thank you well thank you so much that's that's the reason why we wrote the book. We we, we thought we could uh, help a lot of couples and a lot of people thinking about getting married. And right. as you see, we, we've been through a lot, but we've been mm-hmm. able to work through it. That's why we say the magic that holds it together. And, you know, we've been together since 16 and 15, so it was our evolution. We grew together, but I think we, we grew to a, a great place for ourselves. We, we always yeah. say we cracked the code for our relationship, and uh, things I'm are a lot better. And, you know, all the questions and answers and everything that really helps. Also, you know, can I get my cash up out so we can get help with our honeymoon? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, thank you. So it's dollar sign. K-A-T-A-E 
Sir, OG Rob, you got some balls for us this morning. Good, all is well. Hey, look, man, before I start anything, I just want to say congratulations to you, Envy, and the Mixes on the book. Thank you so much. Continue success on that to you. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to everybody. They said the second restock in Barnes & Noble sold out as well. So they're restocking today. So we we are grateful and so thankful, man, that so many people are out there supporting the book. If you haven't picked it up, pick it up. You can pick it up on Amazon or the Audible. All the bookstores should be restocked. And I just want to say thank you so much, man. You guys are showing out. And I'm so humbled and appreciated so much, man. That's good, man. That's that's a blessing to have that. And it's a blessing for y'all, man, to be... Listening to me calling in, man. But you know what it is, man. It's hashtag Boss for Breakfast. Let's go, Boss Let's for go. Breakfast, baby. Friday morning. Let's get some. All right, check it out. And check the paper route with skills unmatched, unparalleled OG, setting a tone, placing that price well, unbelievable. Woo. On that stage, they can't touch him. He unsigned, but they think it was paperwork in discussion. Just not check. Getting my feet wet. As I dominate through these slums of ground zero, I'm forced to meditate before I violate me a hater or broke waist to hit with 25 to elephant shot. I'll be wet later. You know what I mean? Let me okay, get okay, Let me get okay, okay. I'm your idol, your highest title, Ooh. your number uno. Ooh. I'm not a Dominican, but I'm speaking so that you, you know. You definitely Dominican. And understand I got the gift of speech, and it's a blessing. So listen to the lesson I <laughs> preach. Ooh. Boss. What you got, Charlotte? Yo, 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 yo. Yo, rapper Envy stepping to me. What? He want to get yeah. some, but I'm not gay, so you know the outcome. What? <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo. What you mean? What you mean? Yo, bye, OG Rob, man. What's wrong with you, man? What do you mean? Shout out to OG Rob for the bars every Friday. He always calling, man. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Yo, good morning, Greco. I'm back. What's Gr- good, Envy and Charlamagne? I know it, uh, ye out. What's good? What's Peace, good? King. Greco, what's happening? Get it off your chest, brother. Yeah, we got some new music. I got I heard you mention Future and Drake joint. That was hard, but I got some new music, too. I got a new album, Ladies Night, dropping. Like I said, I got Live from the 718 that's popping right now. I got Musical Roller Coaster jumping on Spotify. Okay. You know, the real underscore ancient Greco. Let's get it shaking, man. It's Freaky Friday. Let's, let's get it. Oh, oh, I got it. I got another one for y'all, too, real quick. Y'all probably ain't going to like it. But it's gonna be funny. But when y'all going back to Canada? Canada. Uh, yeah, so y'all could donate blood. I thought y'all. Hello, who's this? Good morning, it's Jack Jack from High Street Society. How y'all doing, Breakfast Club? Good morning. Hey there. What's happening, Queen? Nothing. I want to shout out two amazing females. One being my niece. Jaden Winfield, she's graduating from Jackson State tomorrow. I'm driving from Chicago to Mississippi to go see her right now, so I want to shout her out. Okay. And two, my nine-year-old daughter started a dog treat business called Bonaparte Dog Treat. Y'all check that out on Instagram. And we have some gangster bites. And we got to get you some, DJ Envy, because 
I heard Chuck Norris a little punk ass. <laughs> little punk ass dog. <laughs> little Chuck Norris, little punk That's ass. That little punk. Envy. Yeah, send me some of the treats. Matter of fact, if if you can, what's the link again? It's on her her Instagram is Bonaparte. That's A P T A W T I T dog treats on Instagram. And they're three dollars for a five pack. Y'all make sure y'all check her out. She just started. She had her first pop up last Saturday, and she is so excited. Hey, make sure you send those up here for that punk ass dog envy got, okay? <laughs> right, we gonna get him some gangster bites. We will. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a good morning. I'm telling y'all, y'all better leave my punk ass dog alone. Hello, hey, who's Gucci this? man says it's a punk ass dog. I believe it's a punk ass dog. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, get it off your chest. Man, I want to talk about these people kids in Houston, man. They're going crazy stealing these catalytic converters, man. They got me this uh, last night. Not just Cadillac converters. They've been stealing Honda converters. I, I don't know what it is with these converters, but they've been stealing the converters like crazy. Converter, man. <laughs> he ain't saying no Cadillac. Happy, he did say he said Cadillac converters. I thought he said Canalinic. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, so it's a Angels, Cadillacs, it's Hondas, it's Hondas. <laughs> so they still got yeah, you converted. Man, they got me, and I, I couldn't, I can't get to work. I'm over here in the Uber right now, man. They didn't got me. Damn it, man. Yeah, they got our uh, our camera guy Nick up here. They they took his converter as well. Damn, what are they stealing them for? I don't know what they getting for them, man? That's exactly. They selling them for parts. Ahead. They said that they said those converters get like anywhere from five to eight hundred dollars. What are they more expensive man. now or something? I don't know. Man, can I throw my cash up out there, man? Sure. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. It's dollar sign Mr. Wayne with two E's. Mr. Wayne. All right, brother. Good luck. I really want to know why y'all stealing uh, converters, Cadillac converters. Yes, <laughs> I would like to know. Fuel line converters. I, I catalytic, catalytic converters. I have no idea. Anyway, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. He from Houston, too. Damn it, man. If you have a problem, you need to vent, you can hit us at any time. Now, we got rumors on the way. What we got? What we got? You know Envy don't be doing the rumor reports, so he don't know what the hell about to happen. Taylor! It ain't like we got no new rumors. It's nah. the same stuff y'all seeing online, so we'll figure it out for you, and we'll be back. Hey, we'll just talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Fitty. It's time. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, when you owe 50 money... I had an anger problem. Like, yeah. What is that? Really what is did. that? Who is that? When you owe 50, who got an anger problem? <laughs> I don't know what order that was. Well, when you owe 50 money, you better have his money. All right? Now, 50 Cent and his lawyers are telling Tierra Marie... <laughs> I want my money by Monday. They were back This, this in has court. been going on for years. Yes. <laughs> for years. Now, this happened over, uh, you know, a lawsuit that happened where uh, a sex tape involving Tierra Marie, it, it went viral. The clip was shared by 50, and she accused 50 of putting it out, which he said he didn't. It was already out. And attorneys in the end, the judge awarded 50, $37,000. Tierra Marie says she ain't got it. 50 said, you said, you better said, you better find it. And they've been in court for the last two, three years for 50 kids' money. I see people saying, why is 50 still on her about this? If somebody owed you $40,000, wouldn't you be on them about that too? Yes. And I don't want to hear, oh, well, 50 got money. He got all these hit TV shows. Money is money. When you owe me, I want my bread. Yeah, I feel the same way. And well, guess what? If the roles were reversed, you think she wouldn't be on his head like that? Yes, she absolutely Okay, then. Would. Knock it off. Business is business. Get your money, Fifth. Now, Lizzo, she talks about doing a versus, but not necessarily rapping or singing with food. 
Random combination of food versus who wins uh, Lizzo versus Sweetie. Y'all just think Sweetie eats random combinations. That's it's not that un it's not that uncommon. People okay. be eating like that. It's just don't nobody talk about it. Okay. <laughs> She'll do like hot Cheetos with the yeah with the ramen. Girl, like, she puts in a Capri Sun sometimes. Yeah, Capri Sun hot Cheetos. She freezes it. I don't yeah. know if you've done yeah. that before. So top She's that. on to something, right? Told you. My food combinations are. Disgusting. Talk well, I'll do mustard and watermelon. We not the same. I do <laughs> shit that is unthinkable. Right. I'm the vegan version. Oh, okay. That's it. I've heard people talk about uh, mustard and watermelon before. So Lizzo, Saweetie, food battle. Who wins? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I've never seen Lizzo get down like that. I'm going to have to go with Saweetie from what I've seen. You know, Lizzo vegan too. Like what kind of weird combinations can you really put together with vegan? Yeah, I'm with you. you. Sweetie puts together some nasty combinations to me. Cheetos and ramen noodles. All it sounds to me like is the toilet's going to win in that situation. (laughs) That's who's going to win that versus the toilet. Okay? The toilet's going to get the best of Lizzo and Sweetie after that versus. Yes, it is. Now, Lizzo also talks about uh, having an anger problem in that same interview. (laughs) I had an anger problem. Like, I really did. I had an anger problem back then. And um, we... (laughs) I would fight, you know. Really? Yeah. I think I had, like, a lot of pent-up anger in me because I wasn't expressing it the right way. Even through my music, I wasn't really tapped in like I am now Mm. to where I can just, like, let it flow. Yeah. Because I think I had written Truth Hurts in 2017. Yeah. So that was, like, the beginning of me even realizing... Oh, music can truly be like therapy this. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? I'm not an out-of-control type fighter. I'm right. A, I'm a... I'm going to get you. I'm going to get Calculated. you. Calculated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lizzo, Lizzo, Lizzo looks like she get down. Also, I know people will probably think just because Lizzo was bigger, she probably would win that versus battle with Saweetie because they probably think she's been doing a lot of wild food combinations her whole life. But just because you, you know, uh, got that weight on you don't mean that you've been eating wild food combinations. Correct. You've probably just been eating large portions. It's a difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess. Now, also, let's change gears. Steve Harvey, he was uh, on E! News. And they asked him about uh, Michael B. Jordan if he would give him relationship advice. What relationship advice would you give to Michael B. Jordan? Really, none. I mean, you know, I'm not going to help him. <laughs> you know, he's going to have to earn it. I'm not going to help him. So, <laughs> you know, but he's a nice guy. You know, it's very respectful. So family's really great. He comes from a great family, man. I know his father personally. So it's going good for them. You know, just relationships are hard, especially they they young. And they're in a Hollywood-type relationship. And I'm cheering for them, you know. Yeah, I'm not giving you no advice on how to continue to do whatever it is you're doing with my daughter. But if he's a good guy, don't you want him to... That's all I want you to be. That's the only advice I'm giving you. Be a good guy. Be a good, respectful human to my daughter, okay? don't you want to help him out if he's a good guy? Make sure he's, he's, you know... No, I just want him to be a good guy. Once I know he's a good guy and he's a respectful human to my daughters, that's all I care about. I ain't giving you no more advice other than that. Figure it out on your own, young man. Okay? Figure it out on your own. You wouldn't want to help the man if you like him. Like, well, let me help him. That's a cheat code. Steve Harvey's done enough of that. He wrote that damn book. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right. He's, he's giving enough cheat codes out. I'm not giving out no cheat codes. I want you to, you know, continue to earn your position in my daughter's life the right way. Plus, uh, you know, she got to make all those choices on her own. Regardless, mm-hmm. wouldn't you wouldn't you rather your daughter? You got four of them. I got four of them. Correct. Wouldn't you rather your daughter know the real person as opposed to, you know, 
me giving him little cheat codes here and there. Oh, you know she likes this. You know she likes that. Hey, you should do this. You should do that. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather him 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 be himself and she grow to love that person on yeah. their own? Yeah. Not because of the cheat codes? You put it like that, then yeah. I'm not giving him no cheat codes. Yeah, well, Steve Offy, uh, he also talks about his uh, stylish ways. How's it feel to have so much drip? Can I tell you something? I've had it my whole life. <laughs> Uh, even when I was wearing the big suits, you know, that was really urban, man. That's what we wore. No. I was talking to Magic and Michael Jordan one time. They said, man, we should watch you at night on Showtime at the Apollo to see what you was going to wear. And we go out and get it made. That's you know, I've always loved colors, man. You know, when you're a game show host and a talk show host, you know, I tried to dress more, you know, more mainstream. It's not a lie. You see Michael Jordan's clothes back in the day, they look, they mimic They Steve all wore them baggy ass yes, suits. They did. You're right. They, they all did. had on dry fit baggy ass suits. And that was Steve. the style. They just didn't know when to stop the style. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, they got, it, it got a time when you got to stop. Steve be clean, though. Now and, Steve's and, clean. And Steve outfits be like Sweetie's food combinations. I saw Steve, the, Steve had on a, a, a leather suit. Really? Like a leather a suit? church suit. Really? Yeah. Steve ain't no joke. Drop one of the clues off of Steve. Oh. Steve ain't no joke. Salute to Unk, man. Well, no, Unk be putting it on. He Unk be having everything, Steve man. Steve ain't playing no games. Not at all. He's the OG and the legend. All right. And that is your rumor report. Now, when we come back, we got to talk to your president, Joe Biden. Who, when you, who you, talking to the, you talking to the audience? You too. Well, I mean, I voted for him, but, you know. I mean, by the way, every president is our president. You're right. All right, Trump is your president too, regardless right. whether you want to admit it or not. I'm still trying to figure out whose hand he was trying to shake. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to figure out. Whose hand he was trying to shake? Somebody tell me that. That's my president. Whoever's hand he was shaking, that's that's my president. I right, we'll talk about it when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. Make the switch to the General Insurance, and you could save over $500 on your car insurance. Imagine what you could do with that money, right? Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front-page news. Let's talk your president, your president Joe Biden. Now, Joe Biden says he is not considering $50,000 in student loan forgiveness. He says, but I'm in the process of taking a hard look at whether or not there will be additional debt forgiveness. So now, now, now I, I like this because you're going to tell another story that's in a right. minute that connects all of these dots. OK, now the, right. can, the campaign promise was they was going to get rid of uh, student loan debt. They was going to give everybody that was in student loan debt like what, $10,000 a piece, I think it was. Correct. OK, but now they not talking about that at all now they're not talking about now, that now so watch this watch this he's now. not going to give you fifty thousand. but now your president joe biden is asking congress for 33 billion dollars in ukraine aid more money for ukraine that's right we have audio we've almost exhausted what we call the fancy phrase the drawdown authority that congress authorized ukraine in a bipartisan spending bill last month basically we're out of money and so that's why today in order to sustain Ukraine as it, as it continues to fight, I'm sending Congress a supplemental budget request. It's going to keep weapons and ammunition flowing without interruption to the brave Ukrainian fighters and continue delivering economic and humanitarian assistance to the Ukrainian people. They're asking for more and more money for Ukraine, billions and billions of dollars. But when it comes to something like student loan debt in this country, they are taking a hard look at it. <laughs> Not promising nothing, even though they promised on the campaign trail. They're just going to take a hard look at student loan debt now. But they ain't got no problem asking for money for a whole other country. 
$33 billion. Come on, man. On top of on top of what they've already given him. Now let me just ask you a question. He just said they ain't got no more. He always they always say they ain't got no more money until they need more money. I'm just I'm just asking a question. If if we started an airstrike with with let's just say with with Putin just to go get Putin, how much would that cost? I don't ask me. Why are you, why are you gonna ask me some type of question like I'm that? Sure. Like I'm some geopolitical expert that I know how much the, the, the airstrike costs on Putin. It, it, I don't be, know. It would be less than 33 million. I'm assuming. Man, ask me things that I know. Ask me how much the number two is uh, at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> how much is the number two at McDonald's? Well, back right in now? the day, it used to be uh, 324. Three, no. With tax. With tax. Yeah, with tax. With tax. Yeah, with tax. yeah. yeah so it was two ninety nine, three twenty four tax. This is way, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now we have more. Uh, you know we were born in the 1900s. The 1900s. <laughs> now, by, button, uh, button. Biden also, Biden also uh, has asked for additional funding. This assistance would provide even more artillery, armored vehicles, anti-armored systems, anti-air capabilities that have been used so effectively thus far in the battlefield by the Ukrainian warriors. You know, and it's going to deliver much-needed humanitarian assistance as well as food, water, medicine, shelter, and other aid to Ukrainians displaced by Russia's war, and provide aid for those seeking refuge in other countries from Ukraine. It's also going to help schools and hospitals open. It's going to allow pensions and social support to be paid to the Ukrainian people so they have something, something in their pocket. No disrespect to anybody overseas, but I, I feel like we're helping all these issues that other people have, but we have these same issues here, right? We always talk about schools here are not funded enough. They don't have computers. They don't have books. A lot hospitals of aren't up to par in certain areas. Are, are, are not up to par. Our military, our our retired vets are don't have the service and treatment that they need. But we're quick to ask for $33 billion. That just sounds wild to yeah, me. Yeah, and when you hear things like this, um, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, you have to agree with, with, with Donald Trump, right? Because Trump repeatedly said the U.S. provides, you know, too much cash. For for, for 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 NATO and, and things like that, spending big on maintaining military defense systems across Europe. And he wanted Europe to pay their fair share instead of us paying all of that damn money. Right. So you, I, I have to agree with him on that. Yeah, and lastly, something that I was excited about, Google said now that it's created a form that users can submit to take things off of Google. Like if you have private information on Google, whether it's home address, uh, login credentials, personal images, or uh, anything any documents that can hurt you, phone numbers, addresses, anything like that, Google may remove your personal information, which is pretty good. It's too late now. They already got us. Yeah, that is true, too. But, <laughs> but for now on, they're saying that they will have a form that they can take all that information off. Mm-hmm. But they said Google said it won't automatically remove the results and that there must be a threat of abuse for the request to be considered. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's a good thing about time. Now, listen, man, uh, everybody straighten up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. There's there's a queen that is about to enter this room. A legend. Okay. She goes by the name of Miss Viola Davis. Yes. She has a book out called Finding Me. Yes. If you have not read Finding Me, if you have not listened to Finding Me, she narrates it herself. Mm-hmm. Do yourself the biggest favor and go do that this weekend. I guarantee you, you will want to after you hear this conversation that we're about to have. Um, but yes, Viola Davis is about to join us. Yep. And we're going to talk to her next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. A queen, an icon living. That's right, Viola Davis. Welcome. Congratulations. Good morning. Thank you so much. Good morning. How are you today? You know what? I'm pretty good. I'm well rested. I feel alive. There you go. Okay. Alert. 
Okay. Well, okay. thank you for taking time to come and sit with us. This Absolutely. was so exciting. It's a little raggedy show. On the schedule, <laughs> Viola Davis, Finding Me. Yes. Man, thank man you. this book is such a beautiful exploration of your, your inner child. Like, when you started the journey of, of writing this book, did you know you would go on that journey with your inner child as well? Yeah, that was the whole point, mm -hmm. that I needed to find that inner child. And my inner child was one that needed both healing and, and needed to be celebrated. Mm. She was a survivor, as well as someone who, you know, held a lot of trauma. But I felt like I had to explore it because we were at that period of time. I wrote it during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, the George Floyd of it all, the Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor of it all, everything. Dealing with the COVID, with the election, I felt like I was having a crisis of meaning. And um, it was my way of pressing the reset button. Mm. Just to understand, man, Viola, what are you supposed to do from here on out? Mm. It just was a big wake-up call, personally and, you know, culturally. So that's why I wrote the book. I had to go back to the beginning of me. Did mm -hmm. you start during the pandemic or this was something you were doing beforehand and you were just so many projects, you was like, I'll get to it. Oh, this was pandemic, this is what I want to do. Well, <laughs> I didn't want to do nothing during the pandemic. <laughs> but I did start during the pandemic. I had just finished How to Get Away with Murder. Mm -hmm. I literally just ended it that March. And then I started writing the book. It was something to do because otherwise I was going stir crazy. I wasn't the person who settled into the, the pandemic. I felt everything that was going on around me and I felt the chaos of it and I internalized it. So mm. this book was great therapy. So when, when God made you sit still and, you know, during the pandemic, what, what did you see about yourself that you hadn't saw in a while? I saw a lot of things. I saw Viola as a survivor. Mm. I saw, um, you know, I, I keep telling this story ad nauseum. I know I, I've told it a lot, mm -hmm. but I've always said you got to leave a legacy, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, you know, it's life is like a relay race. It's what you do with your dash of time and what great runner you pass that baton, you know, off to. You pass it on to the next generation. They pass it on to the person, you know, who's after them and after them. And I realized during the writing of the book is those great runners are you at a different age. Mm. The six-year-old who survives it and, you know, may survive it really messy, may have been inappropriate, mm -hmm. but she ran her leg of the race and passed the baton on to the 14-year-old Viola who said, I want to be an actor. In the midst of all the poverty, the abuse, the bedwetting, the sexual abuse, all of that she wanted to be an actor. She saw a way out. And 14-year-old passed it on to the 28-year-old who said, you know what? I need therapy because I want healthy relationships in my life. I want to be happier. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to do that. And she passed it on to the 34-year-old Viola who got married, to the 44, 45-year-old Viola who then became a mom. And then now I'm 56. Mm. And I have the baton in my hand. And now what? You know, what am I supposed to do with this part of my life? Because mm. I would say at 56, you're a little bit past midlife. <laughs> so um, that's what I learned. It's like it's a constant reassessment of where do you want to be? What are your life? What do you want your life to sort of look like? And I keep coming back to this because I know for, I know that I know that I know that the number one regret of the dying is they 
They didn't take risks. Mm -hmm. They didn't become their ideal self. I don't want anyone to think that I wasn't brave. And I think that sometimes people hold off braveness and courage because they don't want to risk failure and they don't want to risk shame. And I think you got to risk it. Mm. And um, that's been my biggest discovery in writing the book. You say in the book that memories are powerful, right? Mm -hmm. Some people like to forget memories because it's so painful and yeah. so hurtful. But it seems like you use it as inspiration to push yourself harder. Mm -hmm. Why is that? I think the pain, the trauma, is equal to the joy and the peace in your life. I think that they're one and the same. I don't think that the pain and the trauma and the hard times are a detour from life. I think it's a part of life. And I think that when you refuse to lean in to all of it is you refuse to become connected to yourself. And that's why no one can connect with anyone else. Because mm. the only time we want to meet is with great stories of overcoming and winning. And then when someone feels like they're not overcoming and they're not winning and they're not waking up happy every day, then they feel like they need to hide in the closet, not come out, mm. not open their mouths, not say anything. There's no one to share with. There's no sacred space to be you. I count it all joy. Now, when I say I count it all joy, <laughs> it takes some time sometimes to count it all joy. Mm. But I do believe that it's all a part of life. I've been in too many spaces where I haven't been able to connect with people. You just never know what people have gone through to get to where they are today, which is why mm -hmm. a memoir like this where you were so open mm -hmm. and honest about everything, it really helped us to see like where you, you come from when you're acting. And mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you about your relationship with your parents. Yeah. Because in this book, you talk a lot about things that happened to you when you were a child. Uh, what did you realize while writing this book about like your father and about your mother? I realized they did the best they could with what they had. That's what I realized. Because it's so hard to forgive your dad. I know, um, mm -hmm. you know, you talk about how abusive mm -hmm. he was to your yeah. mother and things that you had to witness. So was it hard for you to even forgive that? Yeah. Forgiveness is, to me, I, I, I feel like forgiveness and faith are equal in terms of they're the hardest things to achieve. Mm-hmm. The, 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 it's this, it, they're so abstract. So it comes down to choice. I forgive for myself. I forgive because I don't want to carry that weight. The weight of vengefulness, of regret and all of that, for me, it blocks everything from coming into your life. And I don't think that anyone wants to see a 60-year-old or hear a 60-year-old um, sitting in front of their therapist saying, I, you know, haven't been able to make my marriage work or this work in my life because what my dad did when I was five. Mm -hmm. mm. At some point, your life becomes yours. That's wild that you said that because mm -hmm. uh, my wife was up here the other day and she was like, you know, when she forgave, she forgave for herself. And I didn't understand it at first because mm -hmm. most people think when you forgive, you're forgiving the person that hurt you. But it's actually yeah. to 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 not to, to take away that pain from yourself so you don't have to deal with it anymore? That is that what you're saying when you say, I forgive for myself? Well, yeah, that's part of it. I do believe it's a sort of prison. And not to get too philosophical, of course. but I believe that when you get to the end of your life, you're not thinking about all the people that you hated and all the people that did you wrong. I don't think that you're thinking about that when you're taking your last breath. I just don't. I mm -hmm. think all of that goes away, and I think everything 
comes into sharp focus, which is make, probably making amends, probably being with the people that you love, probably sewing everything up, probably holding someone's hands. But I don't think that we're thinking about all of that. Mm. I think that, once again, the only person you could save <clears throat> is yourself. That's the only thing that you could do. You can't keep backtracking as what wrong someone did to you or whatever. You got to figure out how to heal that. It's like you don't you haven't met all the people who are going to love you in your life yet. And so when you meet all these people who are going to love you, they do not want to meet a vengeful person. Mm -hmm. Okay, because they're going to get the overflow of that vengefulness. As a matter of fact, they're not going to get the overflow of that vengefulness. They're going to get nothing. They're going to go so far with you, and then it's going to stop. I've been with those people. Mm-hmm. They're called emotionally unavailable. Mm-hmm. All right, we have more with Viola Davis. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Viola Davis. Charlemagne? I love how you... You know, held your father accountable, but also humanized him. Did you always see the humanity in him, or was that something that happened as you got older? With you know, with, with the more work you did on yourself, absolutely. The more work I did on myself, the more I saw his humanity. Mm-hmm. The more I could connect the dots. You know, I thought life was like a Disney movie. People are just good or bad. Mm-hmm. That's it. The evil villain who just comes out just wants to destroy everyone. I didn't know that people acted because of specific memories once again right. trauma in their lives they're people and we really demonize black people mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know you, you in a said, way where uh, you wouldn't even be doing what you're doing if all those things hadn't happened to you as a child absolutely because it was such an escape for you to be able to turn on the TV you said it was Cicely Tyson right that you saw that made you even say this is what I want to do absolutely that that woman and that performance was everything I remember the moment I saw that performance because it was like magic. It was like it was a magician pulling a rabbit out of the hat. If you've ever seen the performance, she aged from 18 to 110 (laughs) and you could not even believe it from the first frame of that. It was a miniseries and literally the wind stopped blowing. (laughs) The sun came out and I saw a portal, a way out of the poverty, the, the the trauma. I just felt like if I could do that, I could make a life. I think sometimes you got to see it, you know, and I know everybody just puts faith on people, they, especially on us, especially on black folk. They that's go all to, we had. I know, that's all we had, <laughs> and, and but it's a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you go up to young black kids who are coming from really challenging backgrounds, and people come up to them and say, you know, you could be what who and what you you want to be. You just have to dream big. And then once you make it, you come back, you bring your family up, you bring your community up. And I'm sure if that kid had a language, he would say, how? That's right. That's a lot. Right. You just throw, and then you got to work 10 times as hard. Mm-hmm. You throw all of that on their lap. And then at 15, if they can't even get, if, if, if they can't achieve it at all, if they feel like they want to give up, then we just berate them. It's a lot that we put on them. So sometimes you got to see it. You got to hold it. You got to, somebody's got to throw you a rope. They do. I was going to ask you, what was, you talk about Cicely, but what was some of your positive influences? Because 
you know, you talk about, you know, your parents and, and how you looked at your dad and you talked about, you know, going to the white mm-hmm. school and the white kids chasing you mm-hmm. home with bricks. And you talk about all those things. So what positive influence did you have? What was your safe haven as a kid if there wasn't? There was no one safe haven. For me, what life becomes about is how someone could take you from A to A plus, from A plus to D, from D to F, you know, to, to M to M to you know there are people who can carry you at different points in your life mm-hmm. it could be a teacher mm-hmm. it could be a parent it could be a relative it could be a stranger that gives you one word I had a lot of teachers mm-hmm. even the first teacher who looked at me and he was an acting coach who looked at me and told me I was beautiful mm-hmm. that meant a lot to me and the first person who just came into science class because he was a teacher and I called him in the middle of the day. He was an upward bound teacher. And I said I was having a panic attack. He came to the school. He interrupted science class. He said, I want to see Viola. The science teacher said, you can't do that. He said, excuse me, sir. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Anybody, anybody who throws you a rope and sees you and likes you. Mm-hmm. There is something about someone looking at you and liking you. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. seeing your potential when you can't see it. Absolutely. Because sometimes you talk yourself out of things, yep. right, because of fear. But then someone tells you, like your science teacher, listen, you need to apply for this. You can do it. And you tell yourself, I can't do it. Why would they take me? Why would they accept me? But somebody else believing in you mm-hmm. and giving you the tools, like you can't make excuses anymore after a while. And you know what? Very seldom am I in a space, and I know y'all can say the same thing, mm-hmm. but Am I in a space special as a dark-skinned black woman and could speak my truth about what that means, the isolation that uh, of, of that experience, okay? Because it comes at you threefold. It comes at you through, yes, white America. It comes to you through the experience and the culture of America. And it comes to you through even black culture. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it because it's called colorism. It's its own different sect of racism. And it is destructive because what you tell women in general is that beauty is a value, which it's not. Listen, there's I'm one of those people. I think everybody is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I really do. I I don't talk about stuff like that. Even the bullfrogs? I, I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the bullfrogs, that's a different level. <laughs> <laughs> there was some mean women. Ugly <laughs> <laughs> inside. Sure. But you consider it a value. And with someone who you feel has value, you pay attention to them. You pour into them. You think that they're smarter, more valuable, more everything. So when you go up to little chocolate girls who are darker than a paper bag and you're constantly telling them they're not as cute, they have bad hair, they have this, that you're putting negative connotations. And then you can now you can literally Google people who seem to have had press conferences to talk about how unattractive they find darker skinned women. I mean, here's the thing. Even if you feel that way, why are you going to spread that? Mm-hmm. How do you think people are going to receive that? Mm-hmm. And we know how difficult it is to get a leg up, you know, in the black community, the lack of opportunity, what we're running from. <laughs> and then you're going to put that on us. Mm. And so 
And when you can't speak your truth in a room, then you feel like you have to hide yourself. It's very, it's like physically painful. Mm. I want to I ask you a couple more questions about your father because I find that dynamic mm-hmm. so interesting. And you said something in the book, and I'm paraphrasing, but you said your father was an abuser who became a good partner. Yeah. In this era of cancel culture, some people couldn't even imagine that happening. Can, can, can you explain? He did. Mm-hmm. And I think he always had it in him. I think he was wrestling. You know, I always feel like you got two people that you wrestle with, right? Mm-hmm. And it's who you feed. And I think he fed the more violent aspects of himself. I think he was running from a lot. But in the last several decades, I think since I was probably in my 20s, He helped my mom raise a lot of uh, my relatives' children. Mm. And he loved my mother. He was always there, rubbing her feet. And towards the end of his life, and when I say towards the end, the last couple of days of his life, my mom would always say every single day he woke up, even when he was suffering from dementia towards the end, he would say, you know, May Alice, you know, I'm sorry about what I did to you. Wow. I'm sorry. I feel like that's everything. I mean, how many people do you know that even make amends? Mm -hmm. That even open their mouths? And I think that that, um, I feel like that has to be acknowledged as an incredible character trait. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Viola Davis when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Viola Davis. Charlemagne? Have you uh, had some conversations with your mom before this book came out about? Yes. Because I know I, I saw you talking to Oprah about that. So even afterward, like after she read it, what did she say? My mom has not read it yet. Um, But I talk to my mom all the time Mm -hmm. about it. Once again, there are qualities I love in my parents that probably are not the qualities that I elevated. And the quality that I love in my mom is she likes to tell the truth. And I know that that sounds like really simple, but there's not a lot of people who like telling the truth. A lot of people are very comfortable with telling a great, beautiful lie. She's not afraid of that, of leaning in. I like my relationship with my mom now as an adult because I can ask her some pretty racy questions. <laughs> yeah, I want to ask you about a quote, and, and it came from a, a sit-down with your mom when you was telling her, I guess, when you first, about the first, when you was experiencing abuse. You told her for the first time about all the mm-hmm. abuse you experienced. Mm-hmm. And you said success pales in comparison to healing. Yeah. Could you expound on that? I think, you know, the point in um, the, the book when I when I wrote that, and it took me a long time to write that part, is I mention that, you know, I'm living in this big house. I'm, I'm definitely floor. living the American dream or whatever. And I think that people feel like once you hit that, then that's it. Every Your life is sown. You've made it. And it's not it. I think that's man-made mm-hmm. meaning. The real meaning is healing. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's healing from the wounds it's the journey to healing, especially because, you know, once I told her that, once again, I expected a response that I would see on Thursday Night Lineup on ABC. And how can you expect that with something as complicated as sort of any kind of sexual assault that happens within families? In this instance, my brother. And I'm telling my mother this. And this person 
this brother came out of her body. There's a simplicity in which we approach humanity. And I think that human beings are way more complicated than that. So the path to healing is difficult. But for me, it's everything. Mm -hmm. It's not healing or healing has been the one thing that has gotten in the way of everything in my life. Either gotten in the way of it or has released it. Ability hasn't even released things in my life. Awards haven't released anything in my life. Healing and whatever has happened, happening in inter internally in me has been everything, has been the driving narrative of, of my entire 56 years. You think you can ever get to a place of wholeness? I, I, mean, I, I talked to my therapist about this. I'm not, I don't think you do. I think you, because you, you have triggers, right? You'll think you're yep. fine with something, mm -hmm. and then next thing you know, you're triggered by it later on. You think you ever can get to a place of wholeness? And I talk about that with mm -hmm. memories, mm -hmm. that memories are deathless. I don't know what that means. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm whole. I do. But I feel like life is an absolute journey. Just like you don't know how many people are going to love you, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. And you don't know how you're going to react to it. You know, and once again, Thursday night lineup on ABC. I think everybody wants a TV response. I don't think that life is a destination. Life is about uh, driving the car and sometimes your tank is completely full sometimes your tank is empty and you're standing by the car waiting you know for AAA to come and get you some gas mm -hmm. sometimes your tank is a quarter full you're constantly learning you're constantly in process but you hope for my one of my favorite uh, quotes is I don't know the definition of grace only that it meets you where you are and doesn't leave you how it found you. Mm. You want some grace in your life mm -hmm. because you're never going to arrive perfectly at any place. Just want, two more minutes, guys. Let me get two questions then since we about to go. But you spoke about out-of-body out experiences in the book. Yeah. And, you know, you had them when you were younger. I totally understand that because I had those too. But what do you think those experiences were trying to show us about ourselves? Just the infinite power we have mm. in our minds. In infinite power to transport ourselves to explore our imagination which is an infinite field where we can redefine reimagine and the power to um relieve ourselves of the burden sometimes of negative negativity mm. um that everything we have is within ourselves that's what it it taught me. Now, I can't do it anymore, so I don't know what that means. Yeah, it seemed like a thing that, that happened when you was young. When you get older, it don't happen anymore. Exactly. I guess, you know, when I, you know, the world gets at you. Mm -hmm. And the world begins to put up barriers around your life and boundaries that you didn't have when you were younger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think that's what it teaches you is that everything you have, you have within you. And, and the secret silent shame. Why that, that chapter, why do you think we as black people think we're doing ourselves a favor by keeping secrets? For me, and it's just my opinion, I feel, especially as a black woman, that if I think shame is a big thing with black folk, and I think it's post-traumatic slave syndrome, that there's a lot of things that we weren't allowed to do. Look a white man in the eye, smile, look at a white woman. <laughs> There's so many things that we were punished for. 
But more importantly, as a black woman, I feel like a lot of times when I keep things in, it's because I know I'm not going to be protected. I know that there's not going to be anyone out there that's going to rescue me. Mm. I'm saying, I'm not saying that I need rescuing, but you know what? We need each other. We really do. And the lack of adoration, the lack of protection makes you keep things within and makes you try to just muster through and and strong back, even if you're broken inside. Mm -hmm. Mm. And and who cares about the inner pain of black folk? Mm. You better care because certainly the culture in the past has not cared. And um, and we have an aversion to therapy as black folk. I think that's changing. though. I do think it's changing, changing too. I completely mm-hmm. agree with you. But I think that's why we keep things in. Finding Me is out right now. And there's so many great topics in this book that I know we can go mm-hmm. in depth on at a later time. Fibroids, that's a topic we're always talking about mm-hmm. up here with yeah. black women. I know you have the docuseries um, Hung- Hungry for Answers yep. that I'm excited to talk about too. So, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully we'll get to continue the conversation yeah, about absolutely. those things too. And, and, and I love how you end the book because I've never heard somebody talk about their eight-year-old self protecting them now. Mm-hmm. It's always the other way around. Mm-hmm. So I would, I, I just want to know how you even got to that point where you feel like the eight-year-old you was protecting you now. A therapist told me that. Mm. He said, I don't think you need to heal the eight-year-old. I think the eight-year-old was pretty tough. Mm-hmm. She was a good cusser. You a good cusser, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, I listen no. to the Audible version. I'm like, yo, you like Samuel L. Jackson level yeah. cussing. <laughs> you know I love it, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations yes, on congratulations. everything Finding that you have me. going on. So. Thank out you. Right now, pick it up. It's Viola Davis. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you... Here on Next Question, it's going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Man. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Man, make sure y'all go get Viola Davis's book, Finding Me. I, 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 I read it, but I also listened to it. That's my thing nowadays. I like to read and listen to the book at the same time. She narrates mm-hmm. it herself. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal read, man. I think it's really going to help a lot of individuals with their healing. But it is very triggering if you grew up a certain way. All but right. it's a great read. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kardashians. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. All right. Let's start light. Let's start with Travis Barker. Now, they're saying, what the hell? They're saying that Travis Barker uh, went to Robert Kardashian Sr.'s grave to ask for permission to marry Courtney. He's, uh, he said he wants to get married. Of course, the dad passed away, so he went to the grave to ask for permission. Why you, listen, man, I understand why people go to grave sites, you know, but the grave site is really the symbol. Like, a, a person's spirit still exists. You could talk to a person's spirit anywhere. So he didn't have to take that travel. No, just... I mean, nobody has to do that. I understand why you do it, because, you know, you, you, you buried your... Your loved one, so you go there to you know pay homage to the to the to the grave site, but it's just like yo, you can talk to the spirit of somebody anywhere. All right, well, you remember uh, a couple of months ago, Kanye was talking about getting the laptop back from Ray J when he was sitting down with Jason Lee from yeah. Hollywood Unlocked. That's right. Let's listen. You know how you gonna bring me to SNL and kiss the dude you dating right in front of me, and everybody's like, oh, that's that's cool. After I went. And went and got the laptop from Ray J myself that night, right? And then got on a red eye. I met this man at the airport. Then got on a red eye, came back, delivered it to her at 8 a.m. in the morning. And then I gave it to her, and she cried when she saw it. Well, of course, uh, Keeping Up With The Kardashians, uh, they have a show. I think it's on Hulu, right? On Hulu. So the episode last night, Kim K talks about it, and she's actually crying and all that other stuff. So Kanye flew home last night, and he came back this morning. I want to show you guys what he got me. He got me all of the such tape bodies. Oh my God. And he flew home and got me hard drive. And met up with Ray J at the airport and got it all back for me. Oh, Kim. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah, what is this? I know Kanye did this for me, but he also did this for my kids. I want to shield them from as much as I can. What Ray J said? Ray J said they're lying. Ray J said cap! <laughs> what Ray he J said? said. Read, what Ray, read what Ray J said. Where is this coming from? That's your phone. That's mine? Let me see. Oh, that is mine. That's your phone. Okay. All right, go ahead. All right, let me, let me rephrase that. Ray J said cap! 
He said, all of this is a lie, shaking my head. I can't let them do this anymore. So untrue. I would like to know what Ray J is talking about. But I, what I also found interesting in that clip, if you watch that clip, is that Kim said there was nothing on those tapes. Like she said, it was like them at dinner and them doing like regular stuff. So like, why do they keep calling them sex tapes if there's nothing on them? Yeah, and why would Did y'all hear that in the clip or am I tripping? Let's hear it. Can you play that clip again? Unless let's... Taylor might have cut it, but I, 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 it's in there, right? Oh, let me hear the yeah, end. Yeah, let's, let's hear it. Just again. the end part. Oh, we got to pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. Pull, pull it up. No, I said pull it up. No, that's not it. Oh, never mind. There you go right there. That's right, it? Let's listen. Let me hear So Kanye flew home last night, and he came back this morning. You can't fast forward. No, no, no. Ten more seconds. All of the sets take back. Oh, my God. And he flew home and got computers on the hard drive. And met up with Ray J at the airport and got it all back for me. Oh, Kim. Oh, my God. I don't hear all this. That's amazing. I know Kanye did this oh, for no, me. Oh, no, it is just part. did this for my kids. I want to shield them from as much as I can. No. Oh, well, yeah, there's a, she keeps talking, and she says there's nothing really on the tape. She's like, they, they're at dinner, and they're, like, doing regular stuff. Couple stuff. Then why is she crying? Man, I don't know. It's because it's TV. <laughs> That's why. If there's no sex, then why, why is it so emotional? Because it's TV. If we just going to get dinner and just chain it's, at the beach. It's TV. Why is it so dramatic? It's TV, okay? Why is it so, like, why was it so, I hadn't got why? the taste. Listen, first of all, stop questioning the best who ever did it for reality TV, okay? All right, drop one of clues bombs for the Kardashians. All right, we've been talking about them for 10 years straight. <laughs> Okay. All right. So you mean there was nothing, no, no other sex? They were just having dinner? Unless I heard wrong. I thought her. I heard her say that they were just dating. It was just regular stuff on there, like them that dinner and them doing some other stuff. Then why cry? And I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she thought it was something else, but it wasn't. I don't know. So he met him at the airport to get a tape of them eating dinner? I don't know. Ray J said they all lying, okay? He said, cap! All right, well. Get Ray J on the phone. And some other Kardashian news. Uh, people are upset at Kardashians because they're saying they're receiving special treatment in the courtroom. And this was uh, with their battle with Black China. They say they're getting special entrances to get in and out of the courtroom. And also they have private rooms to sit and talk. They said this is uh, not usually what people do, but because they are the Kardashians, allegedly that's what's happening. <laughs> okay. That's all you got, man. That's Kardashian news, man. Oh, That's Kardashian news, man. First of all, at first I thought, you know, well, they are celebrities, so I understand that. But then, like, nah, we've seen celebrities walking out of court surrounded by cameras. So, yeah, that would be preferential treatment. But that's all you got? Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. That's Kardashian news. I'm just curious. She, she, They really cried over dinner? That's all you got? All right, well, that is your rumor report. I wish I had more. I, I, you just, I, I thought it was another mercy. part of the sex tape, but you just telling me they just going to dinner, chilling on the. Don't beach. listen to me. I am. I'm just talking. I just be thinking I hear stuff. Okay. I thought I heard. <laughs> you that. Thought I heard that. I right. thought I heard that. I'm going with you then. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, who are you giving your donkey to, man? Man, four after the hour, we really need to have a conversation about how people don't know how to communicate with each other no more, especially uh, men, young men, when it comes to women. You know what I'm saying? And trying to holler at women. You know, we grew up in the 1900s. You know what I'm saying? We grew up in a very <laughs> romantic era. Okay? The last decade. That, come on now. We grew up in a very, very... No, that wasn't the last decade, sir. That was no. a couple of decades. Yeah, a couple of decades ago. But the 1900s. I know what you mean. The 1900s. Yeah, the 1900s. You know what I mean? But uh, yes, we'll talk about that for after the hour. I'm sorry that this young lady in Chicago had to go through this, but we'll discuss. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. I teamed up with Zyrtec for this allergy relief message. 
Springtime brings vibrancy to the air and pollen. So I take Zyrtec when allergy symptoms start. Save the tissues and live vibrantly with Zyrtec. Starts working at hour one and stays strong day after day. WWPR FMHD1 New York. And iHeartRadio Station. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. That's pretty fun. Charlemagne the devil? Possibly. Club. Well, donkey of the day for Friday, April 29th goes to a student at a high school in Chicago. The high school is called Burlington's Central High School and Central Community Unit School District 301. That's a long ass name for a high school. OK, uh, I want to salute one of the students at the school. A young sister, a young queen by the name of Kayla Haynes. Drop on the clues bombs for Kayla Haynes, please. <clears throat> I guess it's prom season in a lot of places. It is. Uh, and it's prom season in Chicago and folks is choosing, okay, trying to see who they want to go to prom with, trying to see who to ask to go to prom and one thing's for sure, two things for certain. Y'all don't know how to talk to no women. Okay, listen youngins, this your Uncle Charlotte talking, okay? Brother Leonard, I am 43 years old. I was born in the 1900s. Drop on the clues bombs for everybody born in the 1900s. Okay. I didn't pass the bar, but I know a little bit, and I know that social media has made a whole generation of people socially awkward. Now, I'm a person that deals with heavy anxiety, so interactions with humans are already awkward and have always been awkward, but growing up in the 1900s, I still developed great social skills because I had no other choice. Okay, I had to talk to people. I had to look people in the eyes when I talked to them. I couldn't hide behind an avatar or stay in my room on YouTube all day communicating with people through phones and computers. In fact, we spent hours on the phone actually talking to people. Think about that, okay? I am an individual who hates small talk. I hate trying to force conversation. So think about growing up in the 1900s and being on the phone with a person for hours just talking, okay? Words, hearing them actually speak, their voice. Think about the people you used to sit around and just kick it with, laughing, joking, crying, fussing, whatever it was. You learned a different set of communication skills, okay? You understood how to read body language, you knew when someone was being sarcastic, okay? You knew when they were just joking. If it came to a debate, you had to know what you was talking about on the spot. You couldn't Google things and copy and paste them, okay, before you post so you sound smarter than you are, all right? You couldn't go online and see what everyone thinks about a situation and then run with those talking points. We didn't spend so much time discussing what we think about things. We spent time actually critically thinking, okay? Smartphones have made a generation of dumb people. Emotional intelligence is at an all-time low. People don't have any comprehension skills, and that is why we don't know how to talk to each other. And you youngins definitely don't know how to talk to women. Now, I'm not sitting here saying we knew how to talk to women either. Okay, I mean, I grew up on Uncle Luke and Death Row Records in the 1900s, but I also grew up on Jodeci. Okay, I grew up on Love Jones. All right, Unc knows how to be romantic. And I'm going to tell you something. One thing I was always good at was a note. Oh, those handwritten oh, letters. Too. Oh, Oh, man. Oh, those handwritten letters used to be game changers, weren't they, Envy? I used to drop them right in the locker. Come oh. on now. Ooh. When a human takes the time to write a letter, pass you a little note, whether it's, you know, will you go with me? Check yes, no. Or maybe. Got to have the maybe. Mm -hmm. Always the maybe because rejection hurts. <laughs> okay, so you got to have the maybe. All right. Oh, when Aaliyah, God bless the dead, came out with four-page letter. Man, when you write someone a four-page letter... And then, and, and then you enclose it with a kiss. I mean, I never did that. Women do that because of the lipstick and that lipstick print on that four-page letter. What I used to do was spray cologne Me on the too. table. No cologne. <laughs> I used to wear Obsession back in the day. 
dropping the clues bombs for everybody who used to spray cologne on the paper when they used to write a little sweetheart a letter. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I've always had a way with words, which explains why God has me in the profession as I'm in now. But all I'm simply saying is we understood the power of our words because that's all we had. Okay, I grew up in Monks Corner, South Carolina. I ain't had no damn money. Okay, all I had was the gift of gab, and you had to put real thought and real feeling into your words. And you had to walk up to that woman, look them in the eyes, and slip them that note. Envy said he slipped it in the locker. Mm -hmm. Okay, but one thing's for sure, two things for certain. When you saw them later and got that note back, they wrote you a note back and that number was on it. Mm -hmm. Oof. You, you know you had to have at least minimum three hours of conversation. So when you got home from school and you took that phone from the kitchen and stretched that cord into the living room. Yes, kids, we used to have cords on the phone. When you stretched that cord from the kitchen to the living room so you could watch Rap City, you were talking to that individual for at least three hours until your parents came home. Then your parents come home and fussed at you because they've been trying to call and the line was busy. This was before call waiting. Bro, the 1900s was wild. We ain't, huh? <laughs> who, who did we call for emergencies when everybody was on the phone all the time and you get that damn busy signal? All I'm saying is, y'all don't know how to communicate with each other, okay? Y'all don't know how to communicate with each other without these smartphones and laptops. And I'm sorry that poor Kayla Haynes had to go through what she went through, but Kayla was asked to go to the prom, and her promposal has people in this district of Chicago outraged. Let's go to NBC5 Chicago for the report, please. The post on social media left Kayla Haynes disappointed and surprised. How could someone in their right mind post this and think it was okay? A classmate at Central High School in Burlington posted this for an online prom proposal. It reads, if I were black, I'd be picking cotton, but I'm white, so I'm picking you. She is just as wrong as him for her to even take the picture and sit there and say, yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> I would love to go to prom with you with this racist poster. Kayla says while some may see it as a joke, <sighs> she and many of her classmates do not. She recently met with the principal about the post. It's not just a black and white issue. Mm -mm. It's also Asians, Indians, Hispanics being affected by this too. And that needs to be talked about. Eric Monroe Haynes is Kayla's dad. When I read it, I said, wow, she handled it very well to me. And I think the problem now is how the school is going to handle it. Kayla says she'd like both of the students to apologize for that post. Meanwhile, the school district's not saying what, if any punishment, the students could face. If I was black, I'd be picking cotton, but I'm white, so I'm picking you. <laughs> that is so disrespectful. This is why you have to have critical race theory in the schools. Okay, young man, I don't know what you thought the conditions were when black folks was picking cotton in this country. Uh, I don't know what misconceptions you have about that act of labor that made this country rich, but let me be the first to tell you, that ain't it. Nope. Okay, that wasn't the move. Those weren't the words to use. And the fact that you made it, like it's a poster board. So he put thought into it. It's poster board, he got actual cotton for the words, all types of stuff. And then somebody took that picture for you, and then you posted it online. Mm -hmm. Where is the filters? <laughs> Where is the checks and balances? There's nobody that says, what are you doing? And then when you tell them, they don't say stop, okay? Somebody took the picture for you and let you put that online? I mean, come on. You might as well have said to her, hey, you look like trash. I need to take you out. Okay? Like, I know when we was kids, we would probably, you know, act like we didn't like a girl when we really liked the girl. But trust me, when I tell you insults never worked, you will attract more flies with honey than vinegar. Not saying women are flies is just a figure of speech, okay? In fact, women are sugar. And you should tell a woman, are you sugar? Because you're sweet. And I want to spoon you. That ain't it? Okay, what about, are you powdered sugar because you're sweet and fine? That ain't, that ain't it either? What about, baby, I just poured some sugar on myself. Are you ready for a sweet ride? That ain't it either? 
Okay, my brothers. Well, y'all just need to get some money, man. Just get rich. Because maybe we didn't know how to communicate in the 1900s like I thought either. Okay. But what I know is we was better than this. Yes. All right. Please give that young man uh, in Chicago the biggest hee-haw. Are your feet tied? You've been running through my mind all day. Okay, that's a good. That was a, that, that hit in the 1900s. Now, now I know y'all listening out there, and y'all like that was whack, but that hit in the 1900s. It did. It did. In the 1900s, <laughs> that hit. Okay. Yes. What else you have for him? I'm trying to think for some good ones. Hmm. Hmm. I can't think of none. <laughs> See, and that's when Google comes in. <laughs> that's when Google comes in handy. Oh man! All right, all right, guys. Well, thank you for that donkey mm -hmm. of the day. All right, when we come back, Zwa will be uh, joining us. Who the hell is that? Zway. That's what I say. I don't know what the hell you just said. It's not like you had a stroke. <laughs> Zway will be joining what us I because I, oh, I said Zwa. Zway. It sounded like you said zebra, but Zway will be here. Uh, season two of her show premieres this weekend on Showtime, and. She's a whole fool market. We'll talk to her when we come back. All right. Well, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. An icon living. Z-Way. Hello. Good morning. How are you guys? How are you? Having me. Thank you for coming. I'm so beyond excited to be here. This is hollowed ground. I've watched... Every interview? Maybe really? every? Yeah. You guys are fantastic. You said that before, so I believe you. Are you finished or are you done? <laughs> oh, she threw me off. She said, are you done? Are you finished? I was like, what? I what? Yeah, you are done. She's here because season two of Z-Way premieres tomorrow, right. today. Friday. April 29th. Yes. April 29th. Today. Yes. Yes. Today. Yes. And guess who is our first iconic guest? Who? Charlemagne. No, no, who's iconic? The first iconic. Man, right? shut I, up. I said, <laughs> I said what I said. Okay. <laughs> now, if you've, if you've never seen Z-Way's show, she asks very interesting questions. Like, she'll be like, Thank what you. percentage of white women do you hate? Okay. <laughs> what percentage what? would you say? I'm an equal opportunity lover. Zero percent. I love Zero percent. Okay. Yes. What do, she'll she'll, she'll ask, what do you hate more, slower walkers or racism? Hmm. You know, some people said slow walkers. Hmm. I can Talking, understand that. Right? No, yeah. I, yeah. I, I know. I, I was shocked. It depends what you deal with every day. I mean, we know that. Karen Leibovitz says on the show, slow walkers. Iconic mm. answer. Iconic answer. I can walk around a, a slow walker. Yeah. But I guess I can walk around a racist too, though. Well, because <laughs> if you get rid of racism, getting rid of racism, you gotta hate systemic power. racism more. He's like, some people can use arrows. I walk around racism, and that's brave. That's brave. I love that. Let's talk about your background before you got this show, because yes. you started off with doing this show on your own on Instagram. Yeah, right. So, how did that even start? The pandemic was wild. Everyone was breaking, like they were making bread. That's so, I don't do that. <laughs> and so I started doing this live show on IG Live where I would talk to people like Caroline Calloway or Alison Roman or like Rose McGowan about race and it just kind of blew up. But I've been working through this idea since like 2016. Right. Was, it, was, it, was it that moment that made you discuss race? No. Okay. I, I think that it's inescapable, mm -hmm. right? Since birth, you have to deal with that. I don't want to mm -hmm. deal with that. I want to talk about, like, contouring. I don't want to talk about race. <laughs> this sucks. Who wants racism? That's horrible. Yeah. So, but it's when you're a kid, you're 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 confronted with it, and mm -hmm. suddenly, okay, I've learned to process it as an adult. Now, Z-Way, has anybody ever, after an interview, asked you to take anything out? No comment. <laughs> Has that happened to you guys? Yes, all the time. Yeah, yeah it time. happens. It happens. Let's be honest, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, and the thing is, sometimes you have to say, what? I can't hear you. You hang up the phone. Sometimes you do that. 
And then sometimes you do want to save people from themselves. Or if you know what's going to go out, it might hurt other people. I see. Yeah. I am never in the position where I'm trying to be malicious and ruin people's lives. Mm -hmm. That's not fun. That's not entertaining to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to like have good conversations. So I really believe in consent in the interview. Who was your mm -hmm. best interview? Don't say Charlamagne. I will never say who my best. I, my interviews are like children. It's mm -hmm. hard to pick a favorite. Could you pick a favorite? Yes. Really? You have a favorite child? <laughs> <laughs> I would not endorse that. <laughs> I could never pick a favorite. Really? No, because it's like Chet is so different than Mia Khalifa, mm -hmm. which is different than Katja Zamalochikova, mm -hmm. which is different than Charlemagne. Everyone has a different energy, and it's like for all these different audiences, and because we're coming together with different POVs to make one beautiful POV. Gotcha. You know, sometimes before you interview somebody, you have a certain view of them. Yes. Right? Oh yeah. And then Definitely. after you sit down, you're like, okay, that person is completely different than I thought they were. Can you give us an example of when that's happened for you? Every single person has surprised me. I'll say about my crew that when the Chet Hanks interview, we do a two-parter. Mm -hmm. The interview and then we do his workout app called Hanks Fit. And so for the first part of the interview, it's so tense that he walks out and its pins could drop. You can you don't hear anything. It's really? quiet. He's like, really? You guys aren't going to say anything? It's quiet. And then by the gym segment, the way the crew turned on me in support of this famous Baby, <laughs> hurtful, hurtful, hurtful. And so like, it's like the energy, we're working through it together, right? And so I wouldn't say the crew expected what they what we got out of it together in that interview, right? Did y'all yeah. have any problems booking people for the second season because people saw the first season and was like, oh no, I'm not going on there. Well, you tell me, you're a guest. Well, I actually <laughs> felt that during the interview. You I did? said I said that. I was like, you did say that. I literally said to her, I watched this show because I'm a fan of it. And I said, I don't know how Z-Way's going to get Guess for the second season and here go my dumb ass. Yeah. On this, on the show. <laughs> Great line. That was wild. That's wild. I mean, here's the thing. You're cool. And like, I think it's about being... Why did you make that grimace? Hmm? I think that it's cool. He's cool. That no, it's cool to come onto the show and be open and be vulnerable mm -hmm. and like make something together and make mm -hmm. an, have an interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. That to me is compelling mm -hmm. like that to me is valuable you guys have interviews every day you are what, the most iconic black radio station like what are you talking mm -hmm. about? you guys have a hit show for a decade like it's a huge thing and every conversation has a different energy yeah. and has and the really good conversations have people being honest mm -hmm. and are you finished or are you done yeah that's yeah. that's iconic yeah like that's so I'm just trying to have cool conversations. And I think that what we I think the episode is hot. So for people that don't know, what was your breakthrough moment that got you this deal? Because there's a lot of women out there, a lot of people out yeah. there that want to do what you're doing. So what was your breakthrough moment that got you in position to get you your show? What was my breakthrough moment? Honestly, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Like mostly my issue or rather my solution was just continuing to do it mm -hmm. and taking time to focus on my art and invest in myself. And like I was working as a hostess and then I was like working at a comedy as like an assistant and like you kind of move up the rungs. Mm -hmm. But I just spent time on being like not following any trends and trying to be the people who are hot, but just being like, what do I like? What is my perspective? What can I do endlessly where I feel like, oh, I don't hate this. Mm -hmm. And the resolution was that I created this like interview genre because it mixes like my love of like housewives and then my love of like... I don't even know. Daytime news. television? Daytime television and news. Oprah, mm. Ellen, Regis and Kathy Lee throwback, like mm. old school. Even Tempest. 
Oh, even, even Tempest. Wow. Hi, we love, we love, we love. Wow. So I just, that's what I grew up on. I was born in the 90s. And so as a result, yeah, I made something that I'm really proud of and I'm really happy with. But Man. time, time is the answer. You've been in the business for a minute, though. You were yeah, a, a right. Well, you were a writer on Jesus and Mero. I was a writer on Jesus and Mero, yeah. What else? I wrote an episode of Our Cartoon President. I wrote an episode of Dickinson. I wrote for um, Robin Thede. Ooh. I with Robin Thede way back in the day. Mm-hmm. On the, what, the BET talk yeah, show? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And then Onion before that, and then I was an intern at Comedy Central before that. So that makes sense. So you were already in the CBS Viacom family with Jesus and Mero. Yeah. And then what? Somebody saw you doing the Instagram thing and was like, you know what? This would be a good show. I think, yeah, a lot of people saw me doing the Instagram thing and thought that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so before you did that, because <laughs> you said you were yeah. uh, no, one person. Uh, like, I'm very happy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we have more with Z-Way. That's right, Z-Way. When we come back, her show is on tonight on Showtime. Mother's Day is right around the corner. And in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Chris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. We're going to talk to someone when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Z-Way. Her show is on tonight on Showtime. Charlamagne? When you when you had dreams of being a talk show host, is this the kind of show you envisioned for yourself? Yes and no. Honestly, mm. I did it. I 
this show came about organically. So mm. the show could not have existed when I was dreaming about being a talk show host mm. because it, it's influenced by Eric Andre and like Zach Galifianakis yeah. and Ellen and so all those people. But um, I always wanted a talk show as a kid. Like there's always going to be a, a facet of my career that interviews people because I just love talking to people. You seem like a conversationalist. Like you seem like the person that was having random conversations with people. Definitely. Definitely. I was definitely a weird person in the corner like, hey, do you like Naruto? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like breathing heavily. You guys don't know who Naruto is? Okay, Naruto. exactly. <laughs> what is that's an anime that? joke. Uh-oh. That's a deep oh. cut. I'll make you uncultured, firstly. Uncultured. Show change. Okay. Like, you should try to seem like me. Okay. Um, yeah, Naruto is an anime character who's um lovely. We were just talking about you the other day. Saucy Santana was up here. Material gosh. Yes. <laughs> so he was excited about that. Icon. Bop. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful to have that, that song in my trailer. I think it's... <laughs> Absolutely fresh. It's so cool. <laughs> Is everybody an icon to you? Everybody? Yes, yes, everyone's an icon because. And what I like about the word icon is the icon is subjective, right? Mm-hmm. Because to some people, like Martin Luther King is an icon, but to other people, like <laughs> Robert E. Lee is an icon. And that's everyone true. has a different POV. Yeah. And that's back to my thesis POV. <laughs> Who? POV. POV. So do you believe POV. in right or wrong? Yes. Okay. What do you think about a sociopath? Because <laughs> it's all about perspective. I'm not committing crimes. Because I feel you, like I you do can't f- murder people. Well, unless uh, see, unless yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, you can't murder people. That's bad. And I don't. But condone if, what if it's in defense? Activity. What if it's in self defense for somebody trying to kill you? Are you threatening me? He's waiting for the interview to come out. Oh, uh, no, no, no. No, uh, do I believe in right or wrong? Objectively, yes. I can say, I can stand by and say I have morals, I have mm-hmm. ethics, not to flex. Has anyone ever. <laughs> <laughs> you also drink flex. water, too. Huh? I drink a lot of water. <laughs> I do uh, working on my fitness. <laughs> How was Charlemagne's episode? Charlemagne's episode is, I'm, we sent it to y'all. It's great. You it's amazing. It. They did not send it to us. They didn't send it to you. No, no. My bad. What did you get out of Charlemagne? <laughs> I'm looking, I'm what did you get out of Charlemagne that, that people might not know, if anything? I mean, you're going to watch the interview and find out. But we talk, I mean, we talk about a litany of I enjoyed things. it. What was it? What was the experience like? For me, it's always a great experience when you actually like a show. Yeah. And then you're on the show. Yeah. And the show feels like how when you watch it. Yeah. That's why I said in the moment, like, I cannot believe I'm sitting here. Getting caught up in all of these questions. He gets caught up, but it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. We talk about black when we actually use clips from the Breakfast Club. Oh. So we promo the show. <laughs> yeah, we do. Because they're iconic moments. Yeah. And then, yeah. It's, and then it's the How editing. Could we not? Lil Mama, hello. Oh, God. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, hello. <laughs> Monique Lenard, hello. Yeah. But Z Way Show is about moments. the edits, too, though. Mm-hmm. Well, at one point, Charlemagne says, please don't stop this and say, Charlemagne hates black. And he's just Asking for trouble. <laughs> That's exactly what no comment. <laughs> but I watch the show, so I know that. Though I see it. It's iconic. It's great. Like you're gonna. It's really fun. Now, now how much of the Z-Way character is actually you? How much of it? It's a character. The Z-Way character is so rude. Oh, I, I would ask rude. as many questions in real life. Like, mm. I would be a little more, like, I wouldn't be so nosy. She's a little nosy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she's doing her job. It makes good, yeah, she's doing her yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she, she's a woman about her business. Whereas Z-Way, the person, is, I mean, I'm just chilling. But <laughs> I, I, bring my per- I bring my humanity to the character. And so mm. that makes it funny. So in the interview, you get a real connection into the respective guests of Charlemagne. It's like, they're really 
surprising moments and you've been doing interview for decades mm-hmm. but there are questions that you've never been asked before a hundred percent yeah so it's it's just like so I, but that character look i'm not sitting here being like how many black friends do you have like mm-hmm. that's that's comedy that's a good question i'm but how like, many black how friends, many black friends do you have? she has asked it. how many black <laughs> friends do i have i don't know no, i think you can turn the show how many white friends do you have a few. How many Asian yeah. friends do you have? Wow, kid, you guys are really in the bait. I was not trying to make uh, a... I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I've never thought about it. <laughs> wow, this is wild. Because yeah. I feel like I've never seen either one of them with an Asian friend. Okay, we're moving on. Years. We're moving on. My wife is part We are, are moving on dot org. <laughs> Move on dot org. Move on dot org. Make sure y'all watch the way show. It premieres today. Tonight. What is it? It's the premieres on Paramount Plus and everything first, right? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Showtime. Showtime. No, Showtime is Monday at 11. Showtime okay, is so mon- Monday. Showtime, showtime is Sunday, Sunday at 11. Sunday at 11. But it starts streaming on Showtime as well as Paramount Plus. Amazon Hulu on Friday, April 29th, which is today. Yes. <laughs> what are you guys laughing? Are you laughing at a black woman? No, we're <laughs> laughing with you. <laughs> Your energy is infectious, Z-Way. Well, Z-Way, thank you for joining us. Thank, thank you, you for having me. We can tell you love what you do, so That's I right. think that's amazing. Well, it's Z-Way. It's The, the breakfast, breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Now, Future released his new album, I Never Liked You. We've been playing the joint with uh, Drake all morning long, Wait For You. What that new Future sounded like? Who heard it? I haven't heard Anybody it Anybody in the yet. room heard it? Mm-mm, not as of yet, but uh, he has features uh, from Kanye West, Gunna, Young Thug, of course, Drake, ESTG, Kodak Black, uh, and a host of others. So definitely uh, check that out over the weekend. Oh, we got a, a joint from it? Anybody in here heard Future? Oh, Come tell me now. We got a snippet of the one featuring Yes. Let's hear it. Wow, when that beat driver sound like that's hard. Okay, I gotta go check that out later. Absolutely. Action Bronson, he released a new joint. It's called uh, Coco Drillo Turbo. Damn, I ain't heard that name in a minute. Salute to Action Bronson. Mm-hmm. He lost a lot of weight, too. A lot of weight. Uh, Kalani, she has a new album out. It's called Blue Water Road. Every time I hear Kalani name, I think somebody about to say Kalani. But they say Kalani. I'm definitely checking out Kalani later today. Man, we got yeah. it. I know we got some of that. We got some, let me hear some, some Kalani. Let's do it. Mm. That's blast. You know what's so crazy? Mm-hmm. That record is too cold in New Jersey for that record right now. Now it's gonna be seventy degrees. I, I need to I need to hear that record when it's warm out. Now it's gonna be okay? seventy degrees this weekend. Salute to Kalani. All right, Pooh Shiesty released uh, Shiesty Season uh, Season Certified. Yeah, turn that on. I know we got it. We got any, any of that? Oh, she didn't put I ain't no like another Pooh Shiesty in there. God damn it. No, she didn't put no Pooh Shiesty in, but his album is out this weekend. Uh, also, um, Little Baby, he got a new joint. It's called Frozen. Okay. That's from the Frozen 3 soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Baby. Like said, mm-hmm. what? That's what it says on the sheet. Are oh, they for real? Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm about to say. I didn't <laughs> lie to myself and was right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. Uh, also, uh, Baby Tate got a new record called Dancing Queen. Okay. Where you at, Art? <laughs> Art, where you at? <laughs> 
Hey. 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 Queen was hard. <laughs> Yo. Who that is playing now? Give you Salute to Give Yon, man. Let's go back to dancing. Yeah, every, listen, I, every time, Give Yon makes good music, but I swear, it just be sounding like the windshield wipers is going and it ain't raining. Every record, like, it has a tone to it. Salute to Give Yon, though. Eddie! I want to hear that whole Dancing Queen. Start the 9 o'clock hour off with that. Bobby Schmurter got a record called They Don't Know. Let's hear that. All right. Well, that is some of the new music that came out uh, today. Also, Wale has a mixtape out. Uh, it's called More About Nothing. That you could uh, definitely check that out. That's as a well. re-release, though, right? Ain't that the one he put out with Seinfeld back in the day? Is it? Yeah, it's what he did. Add more songs to it or something? I'm sure he Okay. Did. All right. Well, let's hear a, a snippet of that... Uh, that Dancing Queen was that hard. That Dancing Queen bro. one more time. I ain't gonna lie. Who you say this was? Baby Tate. Baby Tate. Mm. Turn it up. Mm. Turn it up. That's what y'all niggas need to do. Dance more. Y'all always want to shoot each other and do drugs. Okay? How about do drugs and dance? Jesus Christ. How about don't do drugs? Just yeah, don't, I mean, saying it's nothing wrong with little drugs or little marijuana or something like that. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, it's just like, yeah, dance. I like that dancing queen. That dancing queen go hard. All, All right. the other violent stuff you was playing. <laughs> Play, have you seen me in here with my Palisanto? I just want to cool out. Well, I gave you give you on and you, you almost fell asleep. Well, they ain't got nothing to do with me <laughs> and everything to do with give you on. All right. Okay. Salute to give you on. Has give you on been up here? No. Mm. Mm-mm. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Up next, the People's Choice. Make sure you know we throw it back on a Friday, 800-585-1051. Again, don't forget, uh, June 19th, Father's Day weekend. Of course, my car show goes down in Houston. Houston versus New York car show. If you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets. And then July 9th, mm-hmm. we're coming to the A, Atlanta. So shout out to Louis V, Mona, all the DJs on the station out there. Scream. We're gonna have a lot of fun out there. Can we start right? to mix off with the uh the um dancing queen? We got we got the And you version? did give me on dirty though, because you should have never played Give on with all them records. You know Give on is a certain tone. Okay, it's a certain vibe. Can't play Give on with Dancing Queen and Lil Baby and everybody else. Was well, well, am I supposed to play it? I don't know. Is either I played or I don't? No, I'm just saying, not not, not, not it just sounded off and it was new music. I can't do nothing. Play dancing queen so I can dance. We gang man got the full version clean. Oh. You want to play you here snippet again? You want to scrub why, the band again? Not? Why right, not? Play the snippet why again, not? then we'll get to the mix. Go. Hey. 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 What all that, man? Tell Art come do that little dance. That little dance he did for Saucy. Hey. Hey. Who's this you showing me? Oh, that's Dancing Queen? Oh, she really got Dancing Queens in the video. All right. Them niggas is cleaning out for real. <laughs> stupid. All right. <laughs> no. It's the Breakfast Club. Good okay. morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
What up, y'all? It's DJ MV. Make the switch to the General Insurance, and you could save over $500 on your car insurance. Imagine what you could do with that money, right? Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. WWPR FMHD1 New York. And our heart radio station. Let me put a little bit of the breakfast club up in your lifestyle. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, we got a shout-out to Viola Davis for joining us this weekend. Man. Pick up Finding Me. Great read. You can pick up the Audible. So many great books out. Uh, Viola Davis. Uh, Van Lathan has a book out. Viola, pick Van, that up. Van Lathan has a book called Fat, Crazy, and Tired. Uh, Torrey. Torrey, Torrey, Torrey Roberts out. has a, a great book called Balance. Of course, uh, Real Life, Real Love, me and my wife's book. That is out. So you can pick them all up. And I know they do a bundle pack on Amazon which will give you a cheaper price if you pick them all up. Charlemagne's books are still out there. You still got uh, Anita Kopak. You still have Tamika Mallory. Uh, Tamika Mallory paperback actually comes out Tuesday. The paperback version of um, State of Emergency, How to Win in the Country We Built, it gets it's, it's released this Tuesday coming, May 3rd. Absolutely. Yep. So definitely do that. And Ziwa. Z-Way. Could you stop messing up her name? <laughs> the hell is with Z-Way? Z-Way. 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 Uh, Z-way. Se- season two of her show premieres today. That's right. So you can watch it on Paramount Plus. You can watch it on Hulu. And then it comes on television on Showtime at 11 p.m. on Sunday. I'm actually on uh, the first episode of season two. If you've never watched Z-Way, Z-Way is a hilarious. Z-Way is a nut. Okay? There's nobody that does interviews like Z-Way. <laughs> All right? Right. So, so check her out. All right. All right. When we come back, we got the positive note. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Uh, and let me shout out to uh, one of my publicists, uh, Ernst. Ernest. Right? Uh, he's Ern Dukes on Instagram. Uh, and let me thank iHeart and also Abrams. A lot of people have been coming up to me and says that the rollout for the book has been amazing. Uh, that's because, you know, I try to keep amazing people around me. So I just want to say salute again to Abrams, uh, shout to Ernest, uh, shout to Chanel. Those are the publicity people that really did their damn thing. Shout to iHeart for, for helping me out. Uh, Courtney and everybody else that put their hands in this book and, and really wanted to get this book out to the masses. I just want to say thank you again. You guys are appreciated. Now, Charlemagne. Yes, sir. You got a positive note? I do, man. You know, we spend so much time talking about who did us wrong and not enough time, you know, saluting the people who've done us right. So I just want to tell everybody this weekend, it doesn't matter who hurt you or broke you down. What matters is who made you smile again. Pay attention to the people that make you smile, man. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.